0: hello everyone thanks for tuning in to another edition of what should we watch with k and e i'm k i'm e and this week we are bringing you yet another exciting rendition of our podcast a podcast where we each take turns picking movies
1: we watch the movies we talk about them we quiz each other on them and then we finish it off with a big fight a fight to the death you might say
0: thank you For everyone that listened to our last episode, which was about...
1: Spider-Man Into the spider Man. I didn't
0: even know what the title of the movie was. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know I'm going to say this wrong. Thank you all for tuning into that one. That one was fun. For those of you who listened to it, or if you haven't listened to it when I go back, that's actually a movie that we watched in flight, coming home from our vacation. But now we are home, and we decided to sit down and watch a movie in the comfort of our own living room.
1: So we're back to our scheduled programming, where we'll decide a movie... Then we'll sit down and watch it. And then once we come back to the mic, we'll discuss it back and forth.
0: So this week was my pick. And if you listened to last week's episode, you found out that I picked The NeverEnding Story.
1: So E, why did you pick this movie?
0: Um, uh, Because I did. (laughs) I really don't have that.
1: Well, what's the big reason?
0: Oh, I finally, I am late to the trend but I just recently sat down and watched all of Stranger Things. Yeah, you did. So I know that they made a reference to the NeverEnding Story. That's not... This is a pseudo-spoiler alert, but not a spoiler alert for Stranger Things. Yeah, it
1: doesn't tell too much what happens with the storyline. No.
0: Yeah, so I thought, I was like, well, everybody's talking about it, so let's actually go back and watch it. But then also, too, it was a part of my childhood. It was part of your childhood. And looking back on the movie, and I'm sure once we go and watch it, there's a lot to talk about. So what do you say? Let's go.
1: Let's go check it out. And we'll be back. So tune in to the never-ending story. All
0: right. We're going to stop, 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 stop. No, 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 no singing. No singing. It's not a musical. All right. Well, we're back.
1: We hope you watched it along with us there in the, what is it, like five second little transition that we have there. (laughs) Hopefully you saw the whole movie in that time.
0: So, Kay, since I picked the movie, I'll ask, what are your first impressions of The Neverending Story?
1: It is a movie about a boy who stumbles upon a book and he ends up becoming friends with the characters in the books and they end up becoming page masters.
0: That's a good movie. We should watch that.
1: What? It's the never-ending story. That's... Right? Oh. The movie
0: The Page Master. Yeah. That was a good one. Maybe next time. Right? Who knows? Um, I would have to say my not first impression. My first impression, probably going back to whenever I saw it as a child, was traumatized. And now I would say looking back on it with a more mature frame in which to view it. Mm-hmm. Not so much emotionally traumatized, but just understanding the level of which I was disturbed as a child. But um, we did run into a little snafu. Uh, We don't own this movie.
1: Yeah, we just assumed it would be on some sort of streaming streaming service. service,
0: And it was, no. we had to search. And that's the problem with streaming services. It's like you got to go through the bowels of hell to find anything, only to find out that you type it in. Titles, you know I knew we were in trouble when we started typing them into streaming services, and the search said, titles similar to, titles like, and I was like, oh my gosh, we can't find it. So we finally found it on Amazon Prime with commercials, which yeah. was weird. Yeah. But, you know. It's kind of like
1: watching it on TV, so it worked out. It did work. But you want to go ahead and let's jump into the peanut gallery? Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, so... When you start watching this movie here, you're immediately greeted by the greatest song of all time,
0: mixed with the backgrounds of like the psychedelic <laughs> clouds, right? Very '80s. It's like an '80s music video.
1: Mm-hmm. We talked about this while we were watching it. That I didn't know this whole time until the Stranger Things reference. When I watched the music video of the original song, I didn't realize that's a do singing the main part and then there's a girl who sings the harmony with him but i didn't know that was a guy so that was a big revelation Mm -hmm. for me i don't know if you you felt the same way yeah thanks stranger (laughs) things
0: it's a very epic opening very visually stunning which was probably the only visually stunning part of the movie yeah those cloud effects are really cool it always reminds me of another movie james and the giant peach with the rhino Mm, i think mm -hmm. they do it in water yeah but i don't know i'm not an fx person
1: right If you are an effects person, you probably watched this movie and it probably didn't inspire you a whole lot. There's a lot lacking in the way of special effects. But But we're introduced to our main character in the real world. And it makes me wonder, would you e, ever consider to name a kid Bastion? (laughs) No. Because I think that would be a great name.
0: Bastion. Bastion. I don't think so.
1: That sounds like a name you'd give some sort of like boxer UFC <laughs> fighter kid and now
0: coming to the ring
1: at 249 bastion
0: now it is a very unique name but I don't think I could do bastion but this poor kid I mean he goes to breakfast and
1: besides having a name like bastion uh, besides he has other troubles mom
0: died oh poor so they're just setting this up and We'll, we don't, we'll continue to talk about it as we talk about the movie, but, I mean, there's always the joke that the never-ending story was rather traumatic for 80s movies yeah. for children, but it starts off at the gate, like, boom, your mom's dead.
1: Yeah. It's a really... We were talking about how when we first started watching it, the first few scenes, we were saying how, man, this... This movie really brings you down at it the beginning. It does, There's and no... it's
0: his dad and has the quintessential like Wall Street '80s porn stash, who, by the way, is a true villain in the story because for breakfast he cracks an egg into a blender with orange juice.
1: Disgusting.
0: Disgusting. And then he's like yelling.
1: Yeah, he's, he's telling Bastion. As a kid. He's telling Bastion the whole "you need to grow up" thing, but how he's saying it. He's like, "Yeah, I know your mom died, but you gotta grow up, kid."
0: I think like, he killed dude, his wife. I think so too. <gasps> That's the real story, the never-ending story. Maybe Bastion saw the murder, and this is how he's coping with it. Mm-hmm. So he's in a psychosis. I never thought of this new theory. He's in a psychosis.
1: Never-ending story four coming at you. Right. <laughs> I I would go see that.
0: Yeah, but I really I'm I feel like
1: the luck dry. I, I can just picture Falcor. It, the movie ends with Falcor bursting through his dad's chest like
0: oh no it's a psychosis oh yeah that's right he's in a mental ward that's what you find out she it's like crazy. you know when it's all a dream but yeah his dad was not very supportive that poor child has got to be emotionally traumatized
1: and then he continues to be emotionally traumatized by the bullies which you had said something about in the 80s in order to i guess what was it that you said
0: i said in the 80s I- the 80s um, bullying wasn't a social issue. It was a plot device. Yeah. Like every 80s movie is like a bully. And like the bully always gets his come up in the end. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty like, why, yeah, you ought And throw him in the trash. Right. Beat him up. They take his money.
1: For these bullies, we were watching it through an Amazon platform. And it was like a partnership with IMBD. So there was information that would come up when we'd press pause. And sometimes we'd press pause to write notes down. And for this portion, it showed the actors who played listed as Bully 1, Bully 2, Bully, bully 3. <laughs>
0: Although Bully 2 is listed first. Oh. Out of order of importance. Just
1: because he he came out of this the strongest out of the three here.
0: Yes, his career skyrocketed. He was probably in like the Karate Kid. Right. The Bad Dojo. Dude,
1: you were Bully number two? You know, I have to say, out of all the bullies in NeverEnding Story, you were my favorite. Me backstory.
0: By far. But also, these... Three children are chasing this rather smaller child around the streets of whatever city they're in. Not a single parent does anything. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I guess that's before they see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I did find it interesting when they were talking. So he's talking to the bookstore owner about reading. And the guy straight up reverse psychologies, if that's a phrase, reversed reverse psychologized. reverse psyched yeah um bastion with the book he was reading which is okay wait hold on another weird theory if every time you read the never ending story is it like a choose your own adventure story we could like turn to page six and have a different story because if you think about it when bastion reads the story he gets looped into the story and has to say the child the the empress's name so when the book owner when the bookstore owner was reading it number one is it the same story so the people in fantasia are going through this traumatic experience over and over again
1: exactly that is it
0: could he have essentially or did he start reading the book did the thing where you jump a couple pages to find out what the ending is realize he couldn't because he's not a small child and then was like i gotta find me a small child
1: he i think that guy has to do the same thing as bastion and every time somebody reads the book the poor people fantasia have to go through that all over again because the whole reason i think that's how it is is i just want to picture that dude on top of falcor going
0: yeah but he's not a boy he couldn't have saved him he never would have ridden falcor
1: well there's a boy inside of him
0: no it's the boy he
1: ate for breakfast that morning
0: like a masochist yeah i think i think that okay another theory bastion either bastion saw his dad kill his mom and he's in a psychosis or the bookstore owner is the real villain in this story he's the nothing and he keeps perpetuating this horrid cycle for the people of fantasia dun,
1: dun, dun.
0: or maybe he was trying to help them mm-hmm. but either way if you keep reading the book i do
1: he... like i do like how that owner said to him how essentially books can kill I know. you can read any books you want but this one will kill you
0: good like oh yeah you like reading well this one is bad for you what a
1: great lesson for kids in schools (laughs)
0: books are terrifying books are
1: horrible they might kill you yeah
0: and then he just hides it under the newspaper yeah
1: (laughs) never find it here and i'm gonna walk away don't you find this where i very creatively hid it here okay
0: but i did for some reason i felt like the book was so much bigger in the movie yeah
1: you you had said that while we were watching it and what did i say to you
0: we were also smaller <laughs> i mean i'm not too much size wise different from when i watched the movie but
1: that's how size works like when you're watching movies things seem so much grander on the television but bigger. it did i agree with you very much
0: also i will say that this is totally an 80s movies because this kid just like runs into school unsupervised runs into school late and then sneaks into the attic of the school unsupervised like mm-hmm. Only in the 80s. Barney McFly did the same thing. Oh, true. They Mm -hmm. just kind of come and go as they want.
1: Yep. No rules for 80s kids here. When you went up to that attic place, you pointed out the wolf head.
0: Yeah, it was foreshadowing. I kind of wanted to... I didn't know if it was like um, the labyrinth where all of her toys... But I couldn't couldn't make any other connections. So if you've seen the movie and you think there's more connections, let us know.
1: Right. I only really noticed the wolf. Wolf I actually... For a second, I Did tried, like, too? focusing on that, but The Wolf's Head was the only thing I kind of keyed in on yeah. here.
0: Oh, but I will say the one thing from watching that movie is that I so wanted a hidey place in school. I thought that would have been so <laughs> cool.
1: That place where only you can go. The only
0: place I could go. You can hide
1: all your little secrets. When Bastion starts reading the book, we're introduced to some of the characters of Fantasia, mm-hmm. And the Rock Biter is approaching all the little people. Yeah. And they their method of avoiding death is to run in circles in front of the Rock Biter's giant motorcycle wheel as they're mm-hmm. approaching them. They literally. Wait,
0: you thought it was a motorcycle? Yeah, was it? I thought it was one of those like little kid scooters where you just run your. Oh,
1: maybe it was.
0: <laughs> I don't know. He's
1: just running along. Oh, I wish I could have seen him ride that even more then. I I don't remember. There was a scene where it showed him riding it side by side, but I don't remember if his feet are up or not. I, I don't I'd like to well, think like his, his little feet are like
0: whoop 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 like Fred Flintstone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rockbiter scared me when I first saw him.
1: I like, love yeah. I always loved his little character, and I love how his little top rock wiggled around. Top rock. Yeah, his little <laughs> top rock, and I love how he's he's a gentle soul in a con. What is a it?
0: Connoisseur a connoisseur of th- fine rock.
1: A connoisseur and he enjoys himself some limestone with just a hint of quartz or something there.
0: Yeah, but then he tells them about the nothing and like the. the it goes
1: from all cutesy fantasy to the,
0: the nothing. And this idea of nothing like he's talking about the lake and they're like, did it dry up? No. Was there a hole? No. But yeah, then he's talking about why he's there and it's the nothing. Talk about why our generation has anxiety. How terrifying is a a villain that is nothing? Mm
1: -hmm. Because he's
0: like the lake's gone. I mean,
1: generations before us had like, what is the greatest villain? Oh, the dark side of the force, Darth Vader.
0: Yeah, what's something tangible?
1: Yeah, Jaws,
0: um, a giant shark. What did we get? nothing the void of emptiness will consume you how up is that
1: you're so passionate
0: i am and it only gets worse people there is a psychological just melee that exists within this movie
1: there's so much more to unveil i
0: know but no wonder no wonder we're all messed up but it's also, I think there's a, the nothing has to represent, like, some social commentary because it's in the, wait, what direction was it not in? It's in the south, the west?
1: What, the nothing? Or Yeah,
0: it was, like, coming up from the Oh, sky. it was
1: coming in from all sides was the yeah, point. Yeah, Because okay. the little what? snail dude said he was from the west.
0: The guy that looks like he's strong. out. The hot out. thing,
1: yeah. <laughs> the guy who's down on his luck. <laughs> he was from the south, and then the rock butters are from the north. And so they, to go they pointed out that the nothing was kind of coming on from <laughs> all angles
0: Hard. yeah but then they're like yeah we're going to the emperors too
1: and so they take off and i love the probably two minute scene of the nothing approaching rock biter's just staring at it And he doesn't say anything and keeps doing the quick flash to the nothing approaching dun, dun, then the rock biter's dun, dun. staring at it then the <laughs>
0: His eyebrows go up just a little. Just just
1: a tiny bit. And it's not until the last minute they go up completely. And he says, the nothing.
0: Yeah, again. Like, that scene could have been cut considerably. But how terrifying is that? As a child, to be like, nothing is coming for us all.
1: Nothing will take us all away. But
0: yes, we find out we are in Fantasia. And we go to the Empress. So she's going to save them.
1: She's going to save them with the power of the synthesizer. <laughs>
0: Somebody's like... Listen. I have the synthesizer and I have to use it
1: when they're in the. What Which was it the called?
0: Tower. The Ivory Tower. The Ivory Tower. That's right. Wasteful because they're only on the top. Mm-hmm. What's on the bottom? Offices. Yeah. It's Department just, stores. It's the
1: administrative offices.
0: Museums.
1: Of the Ivory Tower. Well, Library? somebody's got to run all fantasy. I mean. Fantasia. Fantasia.
0: I wonder if Disney got mad about that. I forgot that they sent for Art Tre. It's not, I always said our Treyu, it's a Treyu.
1: It's not our Treyu, it's, it's your Treyu. Tre Treyu.
0: Yeah, I was saying his name wrong, but from the Plains People, Hunters of the Purple Buffalo. <laughs> which you know this is a, the movie was made in Germany. It was? Yeah, the movie was made in Germany because we had made a comment that sometimes when you watch the, um, the, the character's mouth moves, the words don't seem to line up.
1: Mm, they mostly spoke.
0: They said that... But sometimes
1: it was a little weird. They said
0: that a lot of it was because it was in Germany, and they filmed in Germany, that a lot of the actors spoke in German, and then it was dubbed.
1: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But then the guy who only uses his right hand to present (laughs) things, he says Atreyu come forward and the little boy comes up and they all laugh at him and they're like we need the warrior Atreyu and he points out I am Atreyu and they bestow upon him the um, huge responsibility of not only saving the princess who is dying and losing the will to live um, but
0: very ill he has
1: to save all of Fantasia so no big deal another thing of Millennials here's all this responsibility now just make it work without yeah
0: (laughs) and it was This is this totally talk this could be applied to student loan debt. Right. Here, you have to go do this one very specific task that needs to take care of a lot of things, but you can't take anything with you and there's no roadmap. Good luck.
1: (laughs) This is all this episode is gonna be about is about how millennials actually have it so hard
0: story needs to have um like not a rating system like pg or something it needs to have like a you need to sign a waiver
1: (laughs) understanding that if you watch this movie it will change you
0: psychologically (laughs) tormented yeah but he tells him like you have to leave and just go
1: speaking of going when atreyu heads out on the road he is joined by his faithful friend, Artax, and he is riding him across the plains. There's that awesome riding music, that 80s, yeah, let's go music, and they're going off on their little adventures, but they never gave Atreyu a a destiny so no. bastion as he reads he points out he's aimlessly wandering, wandering around
0: for a week or something like week or weeks
1: right just he has no goal
0: no pressure no time that's a millennial thing
1: and he mentioned how artax too was trying to find this so the poor horse is like nudging atreyu saying dude i, I think we're on a fool's errand here we're just <laughs> wandering around aimlessly so no wonder when they arrive in the um swamp of sadness
0: oh i did not want to watch this scene oh
1: no i just i have to say first before we get to this part here that if you are not willing to listen to the most incredibly sad thing in the world you might want to turn off this pad some of you know what happened next if you did watch it but please skip ahead about (laughs) 30 minutes because it'll be a 30 minute discussion
0: of... it will It will be like part two of this podcast the pit of despair or like the small <laughs> <sadness. laughs> wrong movie oh pit of despair is another one the bog of eternal stench i don't know where i'm at anymore the 80s were a very messed up time for kids movies wow but there's just this idea of if you give in to the sadness you'll sink yeah and the horse
1: oh the horse in. was apparently very sad
0: sad he gave
1: in he to the sadness.
0: He was saddened to death. he Poor died th- of sadness. <laughs> How horrible is that? Well,
1: let's do a play by play. First of all, they were doing that okay. That is that is the most harsh scene because yeah, they're doing okay, and you just see it from the perspective of the back of a and you suddenly see his like arm tug, <gasps> something stopped, and he looks back. He just sees so- Artax standing there, just kind of staring at him, and he just looks at him. Come on, Artax.
0: He goes through all the stages of grief. Right. Like there's bargaining, there's anger, there's denial. There's the denial saddest- is when he kind of
1: laughed. He's like, I understand.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You don't understand and the
0: he's like, And he's just standing there and then the horse starts to sink. You're sinking. Oh, and he's like, yeah. Oh, as a child and as an adult, as somebody with a pulse that's seen, he's pulling on our text to go and he doesn't go. What do you yet? think
1: the saddest scene in cinema is during our childhood that mufasa getting launched off or rose letting jack go
0: screw rose and jack (laughs) i think mufasa dying was pretty sad because it was like oh that's my dad it's a talking animal but i think the fact that the horse gave in to his emotions and died (laughs) <laughs> was terrifying that's
1: a hard pill to swallow that's right a there hard
0: pill to swallow but then i also questioned atreyu's yeah affection never
1: thought about this before but, but
0: i pointed out i was like wait why is it Atreyu sinking? his and he's just sitting in the mud he should have been like i don't know if you're a real animal lover it should be like our tax, no. Boop. Yeah, he
1: should have went down before Boop, our tax. Instantly,
0: instantly, he should have been down, but I guess it would have been like roll credits. Way to go, Bastion. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Or not Bastion, you. But, uh, but, but Bast- it does cut to Bastion, who is crying. Oh. And I'm just like, man, what a nerd crying over a dead horse.
0: You cried too. Don't lie. Shh, don't
1: tell them that. <laughs> They'll know what I am.
0: Oh, and then he has to go find the ancient one.
1: Oh yeah, Morla.
0: Morla the turtle. Who, who is another example of a psychiatric psychologist? She's split personality disorder. She, she
1: enjoys talking with herself because she's
0: nobody else to talk to. So she's had a mental breakdown. What, what, but not happens?
1: only that, she also is dealing with depression,
0: depression, suic- suicidal thoughts. <laughs>
1: suicidal thoughts.
0: She's a okay
1: Allergies. With- I mean, she <laughs> has it all.
0: She's got a laundry laundry list of issues because she's okay with the nothing. Like, well, at least that's something. Yeah. Like we we don't have time to unpack that statement i'm okay with nothing because at least it's something because in her world she has nothing already and i was like what is wrong with this movie man it's got
1: to be great to have her to invite to your parties and really get people talking and get people going you'll really have a fun time
0: i guess that was the breaking point for a trio, because he actually starts sinking in the mud after he talks to this little charming turtle
1: when we cut back to bastion he is in the school but he hears the bell ring and he looks downstairs and as soon as the last teacher leaves the door <laughs> right after all the students the, most
0: unrealistic the movie. school
1: just shuts down
0: lights out doors locked bull <laughs> <laughs> all my teachers out there know that that is so unrealistic you all are staying there till like the next morning let's be real mm-hmm. nobody leaves that fast from school
1: well E, do you want to take a quick break before we continue diving into yeah i need to go call sword?
0: a therapist
1: take this time to decompress and get yourself a little happy again go get yourself something a little sweet to eat because it only gets worse from here
0: it only gets worse. happiness we'll be right back Wearing a piece of jewelry handcrafted by the artist Bridget is like wearing a piece of the universe. Each of these handcrafted, one-of-a-kind pieces captured the splendor of the galaxy.
1: And the galaxy is always in fashion.
0: Uniquely made through a process called Petri dish resin, a chemical reaction during the process creates an explosion of vibrant colors that dazzle and swirl in each pendant. Pendants start at only $8. And you are able to customize your look by choosing the color of the necklace cord, making your piece from Designs by Bridget truly one of a kind. Head on over to Designs by Bridget, its all one word, Designs by B-R-I-G-I-T-T, on Etsy, or follow her at designs underscore by underscore Bridget on Instagram to see these beautiful pieces of wearable artwork.
1: And great news. Your first purchase of a Designs by Bridget creation is 10% off when you use the code 10OFF, that one zero 1-0-O-F-F, at checkout.
0: Don't wait. Head on over to Designs by Bridget, that's all one word, on Etsy and find a piece of the heavens for you to take home.
1: You will be so model. So we're in the swamp of sadness there, and Atreyu's
0: Finally giving in.
1: Wandering through the mud, and he he starts to give in and sink, and so much for his um, unwavering attitude. So, sorry, then, Fantasia, you, you're going down. But as he's sinking, the wolf is also approaching him to eat him. Who
0: is probably one of the most terrifying creatures, oh, yeah. bad guys, in any, chi- like, my childhood movies, because... It was an actual like creature. It was horrific, and you never really saw all of it.
1: Mm-mm. I think you never really saw a lot of things. It wasn't to make people more afraid. I think the reason you just didn't see more of Falcor or the wolf was they weren't very completed... Special effects, practical effects, so Which it's
0: still terrifying. But it, it yeah, it's just out. like the front torso, I would still be afraid of that to this day.
1: Speaking of Falcor, Falcor comes in and rushes in with his little elbow fur, scoops up a Treyu out of the muck, and the poor wolf doesn't get dinner here, and he flies off with a Treyu. And we find a Treyu who Bastion Reads was falling in and out of conscious for
0: several days. So if we're doing the math here, if we're keeping track, we're up to maybe three weeks and then nothing was like this imminent doom and they just took too long frolicking around. Well, I guess he really was, should have, he, he enjoyed his time with Artax. How was he supposed to know?
1: Right. Morla did point out that there was 10,000 miles between him and the Oracle who he needed to go talk to and... During that whole time where he was slipping in and out of consciousness, Falcor did fly most of that journey. He had left only like a couple miles left mm-hmm. to go here.
0: So he was useful because he's a luck dragon. <laughs>
1: luck dragon. Lucky. What makes you think he's a luck dragon? Is it the 20 times he says it within the first... The <laughs> with luck. You all might totally see where we're coming from with this next segment about how Falcor. I, I hope you all feel the same way I did. Even as a child, I was like, something's wrong about Falcor, which is good. As a kid, you should be able to <laughs> recognize <laughs> these signs because Falcor is looking at him with that grin on his face and that little chuckle he does, that huh, 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 And when he makes the joke with Atreyu about him being there, he says to him, I like children. And Atreyu tries to break the tension by saying, for breakfast? And Falcor just gives that little wink, like, sure, wink. Ugh.
0: And then I think their relationship is built on Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. was he really kidnapped? Yeah, kind of. Kind of kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But he he let was him kidnapped
1: go. with luck. Wink.
0: wink. Now Atreus on to his next challenge, which is getting past the first gate.
1: And he luckily comes across the scientist the and professor
0: his, he's a professor oh, the
1: professor did you notice the similarities between this scene and this character between that and once again returning to the, the princess bride
0: so this movie came out first mm-hmm. did the princess bride rip off of these two
1: people oh that's Ooh. true because they have a line that's very similar to like i'm not a witch i'm your wife kind of thing
0: i'm not a wench or something
1: right but in the princess bride i think the wife not the witch she handles herself a lot better because in this one, the professor totally puts her down and is uh, very rude.
0: Uh, yeah, there's no feminine, pr- the feminine. they did not read the feminine mystique.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you <laughs> like how when Atreyu made himself known that he was awake? <laughs> I love how the professor looks up. It's just like,
0: he's is, awake. His one random tooth always freaked me out. But then the professor takes him to the sphinxes. I think that's correct.
1: The Sphinx Eyes. The
0: Sphinx. Many much Sphinxes. And explains to him that you have to walk through them without them opening their eyes. Because if they open their eyes, they essentially, we find out, zap you and barbecue you instantly. But it's if you doubt yourself. Hello, psychological mind. Well, mind number 794 in this movie. <laughs> so
1: much for being a So you're podcaster. telling me
0: if I doubt myself. These large sphinx with perfect boobs are gonna kill me?
1: Wait, perfect boobs?
0: Perfect boobs. They have these massive boobs, which I'm sorry, something is wrong with you, Kay. How did you miss those the first time around? Yeah,
1: I'm saying that somewhat jokingly right now because I told her at some point we were talking about this movie, and I was like, wait, what what boobs? And she had to... They're
0: giant sphinx with these probably, like, four-foot nipples. How did you not <laughs> yeah, see Yeah, had to them? scale. They
1: probably were.
0: Like, Pam Anderson.
1: And I, watching it this time, I, you I of course, noticed... it. the well, first time. Yeah, the first time they show them, I happened to be looking down. And I couldn't believe I missed it there. But you see it a lot. And it's so funny. As a kid, I must have self-censored because... This isn't the first time we're back at Titanic again. Everything goes by to Titanic. I didn't notice the scene in that as well that showed breasts. So Ugh. my my little mind just censored everything out. I watched the full version of this movie. I had it on little VHS. Little did we know
0: that your mother implanted a chip in you. Yeah, it
1: had the little VHS fuzzes like <laughs> perfectly placed across there. I was like, but what's yeah. wrong with the
0: tape? So, and then you watch, you watch this knight go through them and he gets zapped, annihilated. <laughs> it. He's dead because he doubted himself. Like, how messed up is that?
1: So Atreyu looks at that and says, oh, cool. I want to do that, too. He runs down there, and he apparently walks the additional miles in a couple seconds that Falcor didn't Mm -hmm. get them, which how that happens, I don't know. But he gets down there, and he starts doubting himself. Why didn't he get zapped right away?
0: Well, see, so my question is, they do technically zap him, but he jumps out of the way. So did he really doubt himself? And they're like, man, we're just going to scare him and doubt, like zap him anyway. Or did he doubt himself, but he's just better at hiding it and faster? So mm-hmm. what's the real message here?
1: He's a little dodgy little fella.
0: If you have doubts, just jump. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> guess that could be a positive look on that whole moment.
1: All right we found one positive, one positive moment that millennials can learn from this movie is when you have doubts jump away from them yes you lunge yourself right
0: away avoid the giant titty zippers
1: <laughs> i'll take that but everywhere then i go I think life now.
0: the next gate they explained was the magic mirror gate mm-hmm. where he was gonna look at his true self what does that even mean identify your true self which the professor basically said your true self is like a kind man realizes he's really a violent man and a brave man's really first of all they only talked about men this is not a feminist movie but in the background what did you realize in the background in when- the
1: background the doctor is roiding up Falcor here giving him his vitamins yeah i've never
0: been injected with vitamins before
1: well they're the vitamins of the 80s yeah the as same you said. ones
0: that the hulk hogan did yeah
1: <laughs> so i i pointed out the next scene was the third act is gonna have falcor running in like the ultimate warrior. warrior shaking the ropes. <laughs> <All roided>
0: out. <laughs> no, but then the whole next gate the magic mirror where he has to face his true self
1: I and mean, his true self is a nerd who's crying over a dead horse
0: but we have round two of boobies because we see the Oracle and she's falling apart, but her Eve. What does that say about the way women are viewed in the eighties? Fall mm-hmm. apart, but make sure your boobs look good first. Because yep. those didn't fall apart.
1: Prioritize.
0: Yes, but they made that was kind of I felt glossed over. They like built up the hype of the second mirror, and there was like or the second gate, and we're like, man, nah, we're done.
1: So yeah, the the Oracle points out after that huge journey he had taken to get to that place. Atreus runs back. is like
0: get going
1: and then it the next sequence is him and Falcor are just having a great time yeah
0: again we're wasting time people The nothing is coming well
1: they had to listen to their awesome travel 80s right? music and do some fist pumps in the air flying around what that
0: was is the people are like listen we unfortunately had to rent this green screen for 30 days so we're gonna film 30 days worth of green screen so then he falls off Falcor because yeah. they get to the edge and they get to the nothing and that's what oh the wolf with his messed up teeth mm-hmm. not a fan
1: in the wolf it's crazy he doesn't know who he's actually pursuing because the wolf points out that wh- he was, what was
0: looking he was looking for the warrior because you find out that he's actually working for the nothing mm-hmm. which is messed up because what did he say people that don't have hope are easier to control what, what? is it <laughs>
1: so gamork is Wait, that his do name you think
0: this is a commentary on the nazi occupied germany
1: oh yeah definitely totally just just in case the millennials didn't have anything else to worry about i know when gamork who's sitting there looking really tired we can
0: name a kid gamork
1: yeah for sure after he's sitting there looking really tired and talking to atreyu atreyu at some point points out to him i'm actually atreyu gamork's like oh snap yeah, what and that doggy goon. right that doggy was spring-loaded because he lunges out of that little hole he was in but immediately dies um he, <laughs> he runs gets
0: stabbed with a rock
1: right he runs right into atreus little pie spatula there and <laughs> dies immediately and that's the end of gomork but don't worry we still have our our other villain, the nothing. still. did you still notice approaching when us? he was
0: laying there? I was like, that is totally a guy in a costume. Yeah, like just moving his leg. <laughs> just
1: like, Rrr.
0: just twitch a little bit, David.
1: So as the nothing is approaching, even before he bumps, Atreyu bumps into Gamorak. There, the nothing had made Falcor drop Atreyu, and he's flying around trying to find Atreyu, and that's where we get that other totally long scene of Atreyu yelling. And Falcor Yom back.
0: Atreyu! Classic.
1: Back and forth, but.
0: Abandonment issues.
1: hmm. And then Atreyu bumps into the rock biter, who is having <gasps> depression this was the
0: issues. Worst. The worst. And then he's suicidal. Is it the
1: worst? Or did we already experience the worst? I don't
0: know him talking about, I thought these hands, like he's, he's, these his entire. He's look like big,
1: strong Yeah, hands. his
0: entire psyche's been shattered to a million pieces. And what is he going to do? Just sit back and accept his fate and his doom and let the nothing consume him. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's really. And this
0: is a children's movie. That's really
1: tough. So this all ends with the nothing does take out fantasia so
0: does that mean that in fantasia space there's nothing like you're not gonna freeze because they're like flying around outer space yeah fantasia
1: space seems kind of comfortable and peaceful
0: they they were pretty chill
1: Mm -hmm.
0: oh but they decided to go the ivory tower which i think has got to be a metaphor because it's the only thing left yeah so basically (laughs) when the world ends the one percent will survive. Yeah,
1: don't worry if you or if you're sitting up there in your ivory tower, you're gonna single, be single white
0: female. You're fine. <laughs>
1: which do you think? Another millennial issue that we've seen to be dealing with, which we're all dealing with, if you're part of this spaceship we call Earth. Um, do you think that nothing is a metaphor for global warming?
0: I mean, why not? We've already equated it with Nazis, so why not global warming?
1: Don't throw it right it on. It could also there. be
0: social injustice and classism. Hmm about how we all need to come together so there probably is a good moral undertone to this movie but i just could not get past all the horrific psychological beatings you take as a child watching this movie i cannot wait to show this to our future children. i know i'm so excited oh, i want to take notes
1: i want to have children just to break so, them
0: yes <laughs> We should actually do, like, mini science experiments. Yeah. Like, how did this one handle? Do we prep them? Do we just let them go? Do we, oh, your bunny died? Here, watch this movie.
1: Yeah, let's see how they handle right. that.
0: Oh, you got an and your test. You feel proud? Here, watch this movie. Nothing will get you. But we digress. We get to the point where we finally meet the child empress.
1: And Atreyu approaches her.
0: The only woman, not even woman, it's a child. And she's that helpless crying. Sick sick oh she's sick she doesn't look sick yeah she. well that's what you pointed out you're like she don't look sick and i was like she's
1: a liar
0: not taught you anything that you can be sick i'm using air quotes and not look like it you can have mental breakdowns you don't look like you're sick
1: you know what speaking of look and looks i think this is a perfect time for our new segment oh boy fashion tips from stefan take it away stefan Oh, thank you. Hi there. This is Stefan, your fashion cinema tip guru, and I am model. And with my help, you will be model too. Today, we are taking fashion tips from... What are we watching?
0: never-ending oh yes
1: the never-ending story okay. sorry mm-hmm. i did not look at my model email i have no time
0: okay. well then don't interrupt us
1: oh well so sorry your very handsome husband here oh yes i'm talking about you behind the glass there charming fellow anyway <laughs> i was talking to him and he seemed to want to invite me so Without your interruptions, please, I would like to carry on with my segment here. Oh, I bet you would. So today we are going to talk about fashion trends brought on to you by the very model young man named Atreyu. In this episode we notice that the Atreyu has lunging neckline. Lunging goes, neckline? Yes, lunging. Are you sure it that's... is in model terms the phrase we use for plunging but instead we use lunging because that's what we would do with our long model legs so treyu has long lunging line down his chest to expose his little boy chest so you can perfectly display your aurin so falcor can use it to find ivory tower while flying in the air and whenever you go out on an adventure make sure to bring your very model white horse If your model white horse is not model enough, don't worry, he just sink in swamp of sadness. (laughs) It's all okay. He's not model enough, like me. And that is all your fashion tips from me, Stefan, the model. See you all next time.
0: Um, so what that was, ladies and gentlemen, was a psychotic breakdown brought on by the stress of the never-ending story.
1: Oh, man. Thank you, Stefan for coming in. It was such Don't an honor. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage <laughs> Stevon. Don't encourage okay, him. I won't.
0: So, back to our regular scheduled program. <laughs> the split personality over here. I feel like I'm in Fight Club.
1: What are you talking about?
0: I, yep. Moving on. Moving on. But this is where we get to the point where he finally meets the empress that... You realize that the, the story is getting very self-aware and meta and that Bastion needs to give her a name, which would not be so easy if, like, you have pneumonia. We'll just give you a new name. Like, you could, like, I, you can <laughs> yeah. win this protection program away from your disease. Yeah. That's essentially what this <laughs> cure was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Witness protection program. I love it. So, are you
0: feeling ill today? Do you have stage four melanoma? Well, just give try name. the name
1: Betty, <laughs> you'll be all fixed Do you have up.
0: Explosive diarrhea. You don't have to go into our full protection program, just get a cute little nickname for the time being.
1: Call yourself Pat for men and women. So, Bastion is sitting there reading the story and the Empress and. Atreyu are going back and forth about the young human child who is supposed to name her. And Bastion starts realizing, wait, are they talking about they me? They
0: can't be. They
1: can't be. And he keeps stalling, and she keeps pointing out every say, which way she can. does she
0: say his name? She's,
1: yeah, she says, Bastion, say my name. But he keeps refusing to accept this, that his name is being called out, and they're referring to him. He lets Atreyu die um, <laughs> <laughs> there. And then he eventually... Starts being like, "Am I the child?" And she's just yelling, "Say my
0: name, please!" Well, that's because everybody in Fantasia wasted the last mother loving minute. Sebastian finally nuts up
1: by saying, "What was the line he said?"
0: child I will. I will do what I dream. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> that just reeked of cheesiness. And he flings you, open the windows. You,
1: yeah. I'm glad you found out this was a German script originally, because that makes that line sound much more acceptable, knowing that was probably a translation. Yeah, it just
0: did not translate well. But but I'm confused, because earlier he points out that the empress needs a new name, and he said, oh, I wish they would ask me. Well, they did, and you nearly blew it, kid. But he says, I wish they would ask me, because my mother had such a beautiful name. And then he shouts out the window, moon child.
1: What? His mom was named Moonchild.
0: Now I'm really going back to the Wall Street journalist killing her because she was like a pseudo hippie, like Birkenstock wearing person with like. Moonchild. Yeah, Moonchild probably tried to join a cult
1: maybe he did say some other name but i'm pretty sure i don't remember it being that obvious when he yelled the name See, out the window the I but i they
0: it... re-edited it yeah because before you couldn't tell what it was he I mean, very like...
1: clearly said it said it in this saying moon
0: child yeah no I, I i was taken out of that we need to go find like an original copy
1: so with her name being restored fantasia is saved well kind of just
0: kidding <laughs> They're consumed by the nothing, and all she has left is, like... Of her
1: vast kingdom is a grain of sand.
0: It's glowing. hmm Way to go, Bastion.
1: Way to go. But she gives Bastion this grain of sand and points out to him, with this, you can make Fantasia anew by using your imagination and wishing any wish you desire. And he says, well, how many wishes can I make? As many as you want. And then Bastion raises eyebrows and looks at the camera and says, well, I got some ideas. So Selfish. what does he the wish? the first
0: thing he wishes for is flying on Fal- Falcor. Her entire empire is gone. All the universe is gone. And the first thing you wish for is to go for a joyride on a luck dragon? I
1: mean, if you just read or watched The NeverEnding Story, which did you notice when she's referring to Bastion, she is talking about us too. She said he doesn't realize that he's even part of a story that hundreds of other people are watching as well. She she no, I didn't she realize that she says something that is referring oh, to quit beating us up my watching.
0: psychological standing. Right.
1: But this movie is probably the most meta movie of them all because of that line right there. But the other thing that I think they're pointing out there at the at that end scene is Who wouldn't sit down and watch this movie if they were granted one wish? Wouldn't say, I want to ride a luck dragon immediately.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah,
1: you know it. And
0: then we see everything's fine. Everything's restored. Our tax is back. Yeah. So then you just take an emotional brow beating because you're like, (gasps) wait, everybody's fine. I understand. I'm
1: so happy. Everyone's back. And don't you worry. It will never fade away because it is the never-ending story.
0: All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> next never segment, next segment.
1: This movie really gets you feeling great, doesn't it?
0: I know. I kind of wanted to take a long soak in the bathtub and contemplate my life's existence. Such a great kids' movie. Da 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 da
1: so let's get our energy back up (laughs) um before we go into our next segment i want to do something a little bit new here uh with all the posts that we put on social media i wanted to go through some of the polls that we had to let everybody know our responses just in case they weren't keeping up with it here so last week when we did spider-man into the spider-verse we had a couple polls one of the first ones was what is your favorite marvel comic book sound effect
0: Ooh, what one
1: Uh, so the options were bamf "snicket." or thwip which one's your favorite bamf bamf that was my favorite too, yeah because is always my boy yeah so first place was bamf second place nick and then third place was thwip
0: very nice i support those
1: yeah not too bad um one other person
0: Do we have pop a goes the
1: beasley yeah he had a right in here which was another good one he said the thanos snap that's another good marvel sound effect here oh
0: one sound of the effects with life-altering Implications. ramifications yeah
1: <laughs> the one of the next questions was is who's your favorite spider being and in into the spider-verse oh
0: who won
1: so what
0: were the options
1: the options were kind of all over the place you had miles peter b parker spider gwen spider noir penny Parker, Peter Porker. Anybody
0: who voted for him, I'm going to show up and kick (laughs) him in the shins. Hey, good
1: news. Nobody voted for him. Yes,
0: because he's the worst.
1: (laughs) Halfway through the poll, I even said something in the comments on Instagram like,
0: anybody want to give him love? No, he's a pig. He's a pig. That
1: voted not good for the results of our (laughs) fight question. But then I also threw in Spidey 2099 and the 1960 Spidey that were in the end credits. Who won? The winner was spider-man noir one nice followed Nick by spider gwen and then it was a mixture it's 2099 miles and peter b
0: nice because nobody cares about the pig the only way the pig's good is if it's sizzling on a skillet
1: mm, poor guy uh one of our most answered polls that we had here so far was who is your favorite spider-man portrayal in film mm. we had toby mcguire andrew garfield tom holland and shamik moore the winner was Tom Holland with forty-two percent of the votes. Then Toby Maguire with uh thirty-one, and then Andrew Garfield with seventeen percent, and Shamik Moore with ten percent.
0: Oh well.
1: Who is your favorite?
0: Ooh, Tom Holland Day.
1: Tom Holland.
0: Tom. Hollandae. Oh, sorry, I can't. Uh, clearly, my glasses. Sorry, Tom Holland. Tom Holland Day. Tom- <laughs> Never gonna. Oh yeah, boy but toby mcguire even that dance couldn't tarnish his reputation yeah i guess this is the material he was been given what else you got awesome. for us
1: i didn't want to mention for that really quick our dear friend jessica jukebox who was a very dear friend of ours nice. um she said she disliked them all <laughs> so jessica if you're listening to this how dare you
0: no speak your mind sister
1: i still love you next question which we had just go up a couple days ago is who is smoother between (laughs) miles morales george mcfly and crunchy peanut butter
0: crunchy peanut butter
1: oh well you should have turned in your vote on time because you didn't win it was miles morales won with 60 percent of the vote george mcfly with 20 and crunchy peanut butter matched george mcfly with 20
0: (laughs) what does that say about george mcfly crunchy peanut butter and him are neck and neck
1: hey you get your darn hands off her
0: yeah does not age well all right, does ladies. not indeed is that all you got for us okay. that,
1: that's all of the polls except for our big poll give leading, it
0: summer, baby
1: leading into our segment uh, uh, of uh, i hate it when they fight
0: Mhm.
1: all right let's go over the winner here you
0: may hate it when they fight but i love it when i win let the
1: people. So the winner was me. No. no.
0: no. Throw punch. Flap.
1: <laughs> so the winner was 77% of the vote.
0: 77!
1: Which Spidey is the worst in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse? And with 77% of the vote, they said Peter Porker.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> Good porn name, bad superhero. Well, Boo-hoo. that can lead us into our next fight. Maybe you could take the title off me. Kind of doubt it. For this week's edition of I Hate It When They Fight, we are debating what is the most depressing scene in the never-ending story. We each have 30 seconds to state our opening arguments, a two-minute back-and-forth duke them out, and then we have a quick little rebuttal, and then it's up to you folks to solve all of our marital, I mean, our podcasting issues. (laughs) So... My movie. Do I go first, or is it Gentleman's first? Uh,
1: you get to go first. Okay.
0: So. so I'll let you start the clock for me. Okay. So the me- the most depressing scene in the never ending story is. You have to push a button, and I'm going to start talking. Oh, let's go. Clearly when the horse dies. When Artax dies is the most depressing scene on the face of the earth. That scars you as a child. It scars you as a human being because it's that bond between a boy and his animal and his horse and you can relate to that and the horse is saddened to death. It dies from sadness and you see the unwielding swamp submerge him and he's screaming at him and he's trying to help him and it's traumatizing and it's depressing. Oh I you stopped at a 29.68. Push start. So sad. <laughs> Oops. Maybe we should get a timer. Yeah. All right. Are you ready, Kay? On I'm ready. Mark, set. Go.
1: Sure, that's one of the most popular depressing scenes in that movie. But when we watch it this time around, you know what made me incredibly sad because I almost totally forgot about it? Was when the rock biter is sitting there crying and atreyu finds him after the nothing swept away his friends from his very hands and he says the lines these look like good strong hands don't they i thought so and his friends were in his hands and the nothing swept them out and he's just sitting there crying depressed
0: and the nothing takes him Ah. all right let's be fair to actually do a timer no more stopping Ooh, that's a fun noise okay two minutes and go the horse. You see Artex die. You see Art Artreyu is pleading with him. Artreyu is pleading with him to not be sad and not let it consume him. And the image of the white horse being sucked into the black depression. It's a visualization. Well, you don't actually
1: see Artex ever like disappear. He might have been fine. He might That's just hopped there right was back pita up.
0: all over the place. No, you see, you see Art, you see Atreyu just. Dating, staying there by himself. And he lost his friend. It was his friend. They set that up. It was his friend. It was so depressing.
1: It was his friend that was sad. And he he was overcome with his own sadness. And so he really, in the end... Artax might have been scared when he was dying, but he kind of got what he wanted because he was saddened. No.
0: Okay, so then Rockbiter was also suicidal for playing this well, game and sitting there saying, That's not the part that's I'm just sad. Gonna let- that's-
1: it's not necessarily I'm Rockbiter getting sucked you. up. It's Rockbiter losing his friends that were in his hands. Can you think about that desperate moment he was trying to well, hold on is, to them as though nothing was sucking them out of there?
0: You- Pulling on the reins of Artex, pleading with him. And sure, he goes, that's sad. He goes through all the stages of guilt anger, denial, betrayal, bargaining.
1: So does Rockbiter. Rock Rockbiter is sitting there just no. uh, like overcome with grief and sadness. But you don't see Rockbiter
0: disappear, you don't see his friends disappear. We witness the inevitable, and it starts as soon as Artex stops. And you know something bad is happening, depressing. It consumes you and it stays with you. I am older than what I saw But it
1: that line, that it. line shook me to my core when he says these look like good, strong hands. And he says it twice to bring it home. The idea of I thought I could protect them, but, but I couldn't. I pet. failed. He was responsible I for failed. taking care of
0: him. such cheery music it's like we're in tron we're dancing you can't see it (sighs) i don't know man yeah
1: all right so you
0: get a 10 second i get a 10
1: second rebuttal all
0: right on your mark get set go
1: sure our our text dying in the swamp of sadness is popular sad scene but i think that when it comes down to it when you watch it the rock biter losing his friends is way sadder
0: 10 all right five seconds
1: ready one two three
0: you want to know why it's the most popular depressing scene is because people already agree with me artax dying is most depressing Ah. scene boom you just want my argument (laughs) for me
1: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you 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 people have to watch the movie and you might agree with me when you watch it because (laughs) i was prepared for artax going because i remembered that but i forgot about Rockbiter, and oh that shook me to the core so let us know what you think. Hop on over to Twitter or Instagram and fill out our poll. Our poll usually comes up uh, the second day or might be able to get it up the day of the podcast <laughs> premiere. But we'll see. So join us on Twitter or Instagram and pop in your vote. And we'll see if you will retain the belt.
0: I think I will.
1: Or if I will once again wear it across this little waist. It's so sad, so lonely. All right, cleaned up after our big fight here. We're going to move on to our next segment of Were You Paying Attention? And before E grills me on some never-ending story questions, I want to go over the results of some of our online posts. For this episode, I posted along with our Were You Paying Attention question that I put up on Instagram and Twitter, I posted that whoever answered first, I would give them a call out, and I think this is going to be a new thing we're going to start doing here. We'll just give some attention to some of the people who like playing along with our games here, and for this week, the first person to answer the question of how much older is Spider Gwen than Miles on Instagram, the winner was Tori-4994, so way to go, Tori, woo! You are Instagram winner, so well done. That's pretty cool that we did that. That was. We
0: didn't plan that. I'm messing around on my phone.
1: And on Twitter, our winner was, with the answer of 15 months, which was the correct answer, was Ocho Duro Parley Hour, the podcast about sports, movies, TVs, comics. Give them a check out as well, too. Tori is actually a dear friend of ours here, too. Thank you guys for playing, and for all of you who played along with us there, Please join us next time and keep trying. If you don't get the answer right, keep plugging away and you might eventually get it. But the first one who gets it right will get a plug on our next pod episode. All right, E, are you ready for this week's edition of Were You Paying Attention? Yes,
0: because I get to ask you the questions.
1: Yes. But before we get started, we have to cue that music. Yeah. Let me hear it. Give it to me. I'm ready. All right.
0: First question. How many books does Bastion have at home?
1: 150. 186. Ah.
0: Which test does Bastion skip?
1: His math test.
0: Mm-hmm. What color are the buffaloes you hunts? Purple buffaloes. I thought you would get it wrong because in the living room before you went to the store for groceries, you said blue buffaloes. and I was like, oh, maybe he'll get it wrong. All right. So the first line from... The never-ending story that Bastion reads tells us a time and a place. Can you name either of those, or both?
1: Yeah. Um. The place is Fantasia?
0: Nope. Uh, well, yes, but he specifically gives a location and a time. Oh. Ooh.
1: A long time ago.
0: Far, far away. False, because I knew that was going to be your next answer.
1: <laughs> the year was 1776.
0: Ah, uh-huh. Mm -mm. come on
1: when alexander hamilton hit the scene
0: we can't afford that
1: uh i don't know
0: it was midnight in the howling forest
1: oh of course you know what happens at midnight in the howling forest
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what rock does rock biter eat
1: oh i said this during the uh you did peanut gallery limestone
0: with a dash of quartz Yes. so what sticker was on bastion's back or patch
1: oh i saw it oh what sticker oh man was it et
0: they make a point to show it at one point like he brings his bag and he looks at it
1: oh i know what it was it was an indian hunting a buffalo <laughs> Mm
0: -hmm. what color apple does bastion have in his lunch
1: a yellow apple no a green apple yes all right
0: i don't know why that like always stuck out to me as a child what three locations did atreyu and artax search before going to the swamp of sadness
1: there was the crystal towers Mm -hmm. i remember that being one i don't know if the desert had a name
0: it did Also devastating. (laughs) Dramatic.
1: The desert of you'll never own a house in this economy.
0: Because it's ruined. Uh, Yeah. You're gonna
1: rent for the rest of your life.
0: (laughs) You'll never be able to pay down your student loans.
1: You'll never move out of of, your parents' house after college. Like
0: the desert of it kinda lends itself to the overarching. The
1: desert of despair. Don't even think Don't even think about you, trying to escape. Yeah.
0: the Desert of shattered hopes.
1: Oh gosh.
0: And then one other one.
1: Oh, the Which, other one is the it's plains.
0: A, it's a it's a color.
1: The blue vast. No. The green nope. fields of
0: debt. <laughs> the green fields of debt. <laughs> no. Oh. This one is just a color and a geographical landmark. So it's not that awful.
1: The Yellow Plains? No.
0: Think bigger.
1: Am I in the right color zone?
0: No. Think for, purple. Purple? No. I already have purple buffalo.
1: Red? No. Orange?
0: Oh, we're not doing this. <laughs> Do you give up?
1: <laughs> I give up.
0: The Silver Mountains. Oh. How many miles did Falcor actually take Atreyu? So It's
1: looking 1,800. Or Sorry. It's 10,000 miles I had to fly. Yes.
0: How many miles did he actually? Nine thousand eight
1: hundred and eighty-nine. No.
0: It was nine thousand eight
1: hundred. All right, this is like the Price is Right. So I'm gonna choose nine, eight, then nine
0: and eight. Yep.
1: It ends with a nine as well. No. I give up. I will sink into the swamp of sadness. 9,891
0: miles. Oh. Falcor brought him 9,891 miles. He left him with 109 miles to cover on his own,
1: which he covered in that like split second.
0: Where? Okay, so when Atreyu and Falcor are looking for the end, they reach a point where they could go no further because they run into the nothing. It's another geographical area. Oh. What is this one called?
1: Oz? No. Uh, Mordor?
0: No. It's something of something.
1: Of course it's something of something. That's what everything is in this. Everything's well, something of something except rounds, for the nothing.
0: Which would be something.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
0: The sea of possibilities. <laughs> I'm getting positive now. And then, of course, what is all that remains of Fantasia?
1: One grain of sand. One
0: grain of sand. So, you too bad. oh thanks. Yeah, I, it was, yeah, nice work. Mm-hmm. All right, so.
1: That was a fun quiz section. I'm very proud of myself.
0: <laughs> I'm proud of you too. See, we can use NeverEnding Story to build up our psyches.
1: Never give up, kids.
0: So, what would you give this movie as a rating, Kay?
1: I would give this movie a good time with luck. Wink.
0: You're really not smooth at winking. He's trying to wink at me, people. It looks like he's trying to pinch dirt. I would rate this movie as a psych major's wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, now I'm going to rephrase that.
1: <laughs> no, <Nope>, that's good.
0: <laughs> no, You
1: said it all. <laughs>
0: wait no hold on i would rate this movie a psychologist's what dream for their dissertation so much go, so much better
1: <laughs> so in general i think if you haven't watched it in the time frame be in the it right made, mind frame on to the right watch frame, be in a
0: good positive head it's space. not
1: the best movie in the world but You got to watch it and enjoy it for the fun. And I'm so glad Dustin Susie sang that song Mm. and brought it to our attention because...
0: Because I want the rest of these generations that are grown up with Stranger Things to be like the rest of us.
1: They have to know. But it... I mean, that song, whenever I hear that song, it gets me going. I'm like... Yeah, I'm pumping my fist like I'm a top foul core. I
0: really do want to go do some research to see how many masters and PhD candidates use The ending Story for their, like, psychological or their psych theses or dissertations. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot in there.
1: We're going to start wrapping this up, but now it is my turn to choose the movie. Mm. So, E, I picked a movie that The NeverEnding Story made me think of, and it was in the form of a young boy who is faced with this book that he doesn't quite fully understand when he starts reading it. And by the end, he is so thrown yeah he's so thrown into the story that he wants nothing more to, than to finish it and for everyone to live happily ever after. Do you have any idea what movie I'm referring to?
0: It reads a book. Is it The Pagemaster?
1: No. No. But I guess that would fall into that line. But it's not The Pagemaster. <laughs> maybe next time wash
0: rinse repeat so a young boy starts reading a book
1: think about a movie we mentioned like five times during this episode
0: the princess bride
1: maowage we're
0: gonna watch the Princess Mowage Bride. marriage
1: is what brings us together this is
0: our 80s volume yeah <laughs>
1: we're on a streak on a i streak mean spider verse kind of well, no, we're in, starting
0: an 80s volume. At
1: least the colors were 80s.
0: Colors.
1: All right. So you can join us next time when we do a dive into The Princess Bride. But before we go, we want to thank you all for listening to us here.
0: Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on any platform that you listen to and share us with your friends. Please do. Spread the psychological torment that is a never-ending story.
1: It's so much fun. Yay! We made a podcast doing it, and we had a great time. I'm Enjoy gonna, our pain.
0: I'm going to cry in the bathtub now. All right,
1: bye. Make sure to follow our posts about this episode here which I will make sure to throw in many posts that will make you feel bad about yourselves (laughs) you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at slash what should we watch podcast and or you can go to Twitter at WSW watch podcast to fill out our posts and check out anything else we post up there and thank you to everyone who has listened so far we are approaching our 200th download here (laughs) we are well over our goal of 500 twitter followers here and we're yeah, at about
0: over 500 twitter followers
1: oh i made a little internal goal just a little oh, one
0: just a little one We can't say it out loud because we know it's all gonna fall apart like the never ending story yeah
1: and we are so excited to be part of all of our movie podcast communities mm-hmm. out there so please join us next time when we watch the princess bride we love you all see you next time or Another. talk to you next time
0: because it's nothing you can't see us. So if you listen to us in the dark, it is like you're consumed by the nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna get us. Oh no! Ah! Okay, bye. Oh, well, hey, hey, hey. out.
1: Oh. <laughs> we have a tumblor. Yeah, you get out of that
0: one, sugar.